storage studio in the heart of Julio's Liquors, Route 9 in Westboro, it's the Liquor Talking with Ryan Maloney and spirits medium, Randall Bird. Hello, everybody. Hopefully we're going out right now <laughs> and you're hearing us. Uh, Ted, Ted is uh, off today. Uh, today. Joe is, uh, Joe is stepping okay. in, stepping in, and I'm an echo. And I'm an echo. Well, I feel I'm an echo too because we, it's been a little while since we've been on the air. I know. So this is the problem. I think what we're, we're having is we're 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 once you once once you, we're gone, we're gone. Yeah, um, gone and forgotten. <laughs> we can but, get the music out of the background. That'd be great too. But this right. w, let me let's start this over again. Hello, everybody. This is WCRN AMA thirty, and this is it's the liquor talking. If I'm Randall Bird, and this is also Ryan Maloney. Yes, and if you want to follow along with us live, you can also go to Facebook Live, the Julio's Liquors page, and watch this fiasco unfold before your very eyes. A tutorial on how not to do a podcast <laughs> or run any kind of organized uh, or, wait a minute. information. The, I think the key word there was organized. Right. Um, but let's we let's do have fly a tradition by the seat of our of pants. Starting the show with the drink of the show, and there's no more time more appropriate than right now. I, I believe to get right. into the drink of the show, and so I'm pouring this into our coffee cups, our coffee mugs, which are it's the liquor talking branded coffee mugs. Yes, um, is going into uh, some copper and cask, the rye Canadian. Well, why do we why do we why do we uh, drink out of coffee mugs, anyways? Because in New England, it's nobody's business what's in our mugs, but we're happy to tell you today. <laughs> yes. What is it it is the Rye Canadian Copper ah. and Cask. And this is a special project that you cooked up in the evil brain of Ryan Maloney yeah, to yeah, put <laughs> Canadian whiskey into a French cognac cask that it also held rye. So hence yes. the name, the rye, but you're spelling it like a rye, comically rye, yes. sardonic dry. Yes, sarcastic. And then Canadian with an E-N, but that looks like to be a misspelling. Because it's Canadian, Canadian from the great country of Canadian. Well, you're talking about, I think, the French, <laughs> yes, and the Canadian mix, yes. But this is clearly from Alberta, Canada, which is not part of, of the Canadian, which is not French. <laughs> which has Canadian. been pointed out to me that that's not. I know that okay. the, the the name alludes to the cask finish, which is rye and cognac, which is you know French. I get the rye being the yes. What is that? Uh, a synonym for or like what's it what's a homonym 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 for rye the, yeah. the grain yes canadian alluding to the canadian whiskey but also the french aspect of the right. cask well, yeah, what's the, the the <laughs> the the just seems to be uh that's it that's the mark of pretentiousness yes the 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 right. the mark well uh, yeah. the mark of pretentiousness right yes so um we Let's have get into this whiskey. <laughs> Why don't we drink the whiskey? All right. Let's. Hey, first of all, I want to get rid of while we're tasting this. You're, you're drinking that. I want to drink some too. All right. This is a 15 year uh, mm-hmm. Alberta Canadian whiskey, 59% alcohol by volume. So 118 proof, but this does not drink like a high proof, high octane. Oh, no. I, I, this is so, this is so lovely. It, it it's really much has subtler taken... than we are. <laughs> yes. Um, the smoothness, the subtlety of this. And we sort of need this. I, we've been traveling a lot and we're going to get into some of that stuff. First of all, before we start anything else, I want to, I want to do, I want to do one, one housekeeping thing. All right. So already the organization out the window, out the window, Julio's liquors will be closed on Easter Sunday, April 17th. 
So I just wanted to make sure that we are not going to be open. Uh, we, we also call Easter our staff appreciation day. Um, everybody that works for Julio gets a, uh, a, a paid day off. And, uh, you know, during COVID and everything like that, we started doing this and we're sort of continuing this online the same lines. It just gives everybody a day with their family. They don't have to worry about anything, you know, uh, while they have to deal with their family, but, you know, they can stock up before before Sunday. And we, we're taking Sunday off and uh, all our employees are getting paid for that day. And that's what we're doing. So nice. we won't be open. So they we can sleep open. in tomorrow. Or, or rise, but yeah, or rise like Jesus. Because I always feel like Jesus <laughs> got up early in the morning on Easter Sunday. <laughs> that jokester. Yeah. Um, but we have been. So we've been traveling a lot. I've been. I, I, I've taken some a trip for pleasure, and then I took a trip for pain, and then. <laughs> and All we've been right, down to me, Kentucky. What, what was the pleasure trip? Well, I went. I went oh, down, with your family. I went down with my family to. Okay, to I just got to keep them organized. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then, uh, and then my daughter is uh, going to college, so we did a trip for her to go back and see the school she was accepted to and just check it out. Um, it was a, like a return day. It was a little bit more than that, but it was a return day. So get some stuff organized for the fall. Yeah. Can I, can I say something? Travel has become such a nightmare. It, it, when we, we went down, we basically went for 24 hours, my daughter and myself. Yeah. We had a going down. We had a we got delayed again on, in air. So we had basically almost a four hour, a, a four hour delay. Getting getting there and on the way back, it was no real seek. Anyways, we're in the airport. We're in the airport and some guy starts raving down the aisle, screaming and punching himself in the head. Like This is how frustrating it got for everybody. I, and it was, thought, the name wasn't I can me. relate to that. Guy. I can relate to the guy, but we'll not condone it. You know, so I go to the counter and I said, um, that guy's not getting on our plane. She goes, well, I don't know if he's no, no, no. You're misunderstanding what I'm saying. That gentleman right there. I'm traveling with my daughter. That gentleman right there is not getting on the plane. Well, what did he do? I go, he just walked by here. You missed it. I, I expected security to come up and take the guy away. Yeah, that but, was security, by the way. <laughs> it probably was security. I, I, listen, if it was probably one of the flight attendants, I could definitely understand it. I, right. I, 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 I do not envy them their job right now. They have to be mask infor- well, we, enforcers. We let- they got to be, you know, behavior enforcers. They, you know, it's just like, dude, all I want to do is make sure the passengers are safe and fly back and forth in the plane. Make sure everybody's comfortable on this this bus in the sky. And well, that's, that's it. And it's like all of a sudden now they're like, you know, judge, <laughs> judge, jury and executioner yeah. on the plane. And I well, don't, here, I don't here's, think here's my question for you. So we you flew for family, you flew for family again. But in the middle of that, we went down to Kentucky and oh, yeah. we changed our strategy where we flew into Cincinnati, which is actually drove an hour and a half right. to get to Louisville. And I people were like, well, why didn't you just take a connecting flight or do whatever? I go. I think you have more control and it was more pleasurable. It really was just to drive. And then just like, I mean, then wait in the airport, then stress about right. like all the other and stuff. A connecting so, flight and then miss your connecting flight. But it whatever. seemed, it seemed to people from the outside at questioning what it was. It was like, yeah, we're in complete control of the car to Louisville. <laughs> right. And then the plane stuff is minimal. And so I would rather do we get it there that in two way. Hours. We get to we get instead to instead of two hour right? layover with right. delays and, and people punching themselves in the how, head. How apparently. long have you? How long have you and I been? Uh, by the way, I'm really enjoying this whiskey. Yeah, um, 
I'm, I'm just even thinking. How long have you and I been enjoying how, this whiskey? Yeah, how, just yeah. a few weeks because this was just bottled recently. Mm. That is good. Um, how long have you and I been traveling together to through our, our misadventures? Since 2006, seven, something, something like, like that. that. Yeah, right. So that's when we I, started going to Scotland. I want, I want, we have to make a note of the of the date. What was the date that we flew down to um, Cincinnati? Okay, I have to go look it up. Ask. You know why I'm gonna I want to I want to mark that date because it was the first time the entire time that you and I have been traveling together that you actually beat me to the airport. Oh yeah. <laughs> Normally I'm like you know two days. Usually they're holding the plane door. Yeah months. yeah. Um, we've missed you've missed a flight, but I want to mark that Randall actually beat me to the airport. And you know what? You're free to do that every single time. All right. <laughs> Just in case you were wondering. Beat you to the airport, not beat you at the airport. No, no. Yes, exactly. Okay. Well, that might happen, too. I don't know. The guy was beating himself in the head, yeah. so that may happen. You know, oh, I got to tell you another funny story. So um, for my other trip, I left out of Providence. You and I met in Boston. We flew out of Boston. I And Providence Airport is now getting a little bit bigger. They're doing renovations. They're, they're fixing up the bathrooms and, you know, doing new bathrooms. And this just really, this is going to get a little weird, like we've never gotten weird on the show. Oh, yeah. But anyways. This is going to get a little bit in the men's in the men's room in the urinal. They have now I I know, I know it's not going to get that weird. We got a studio audience. today. I don't want to freak anybody out there where the sensor is and where you press to like flush the urinal. It is now probably an eight by nine, like rectangle panel panel in front of you. That's a mirror finish. Now, I don't know who the genius was that came up with this one, but when you're stepping up to the urinal, you're basically looking in a mirror <laughs> where your pants are. I'm like, who designed this? This is insane. Who, who, who thought this? like there's a brand new, this is all brand new. It, there's a design flaw in your, uh, in your thing. You want to make sure your zipper's up? Is that it? Like after you finish, make sure the zipper's up. I don't, I don't, I didn't get this design that they were going for in this. And I'm like, it's brand new, and now it's worse than what was the there before. Is the whole thing like a push panel, like when you go through a ADA there, door and they have like that square that you kind of like no hit, the, the, or it's just a box that's all mirror finish? It, it's basically it's basically for just uh, decor decorative purposes because the button in the sensor that you push is probably about like this, an inch and like a half, an inch and a half square. Yeah. They've overbuilt this thing to put this huge panel in. That's a mirror. It's just, yeah. it's just the, the most bizarre thing I've ever seen. Well, it's not the most bizarre thing I've ever seen. Yeah. And it's not the most bizarre thing I've ever seen happen in the men's urinal. But it's just bizarre. Yeah. Can I go with that? It's just bizarre. So um, hopefully I don't have to travel for a little bit. I need a, I need a respite. Yeah. Because if we've been seeing all the different stuff that's been going on. So. Um, well, that's it. I'm on the in the air next weekend. Are you? Yeah, I think I'm in the air at the weekend after. So we got to make sure that the, that our show is still going on. Yeah, you know, make sure we've had. By the way, our trip to Kentucky was phenomenal. Yeah, it really was. So all the kvetching and complaining and concern about travel, the actual results of the trip were fantastic. We saw a lot of different cool distilleries. We got a lot to done. a lot of good people. We got yeah. a lot done. Yeah, I think, we. you know, do you want to. Um, um, one minute to break. Oh, so we got a minute to break. Maybe what we'll do is you want to save that? You want to talk about that? During, yeah, sure. Well, let's talk about if anybody's on Facebook Live and there's there's some people on there. 
we'll talk a little bit about, um, you want to talk about like one of the distilleries? What do you want to talk about? You tell me. All right. Well, we'll figure it out. All right. So we're going to have to uh, take a break in a second. Um, I'm going to just stick this in there right now. Um, We have an event coming up, a fire and ice festival. It's Saturday, May 21st from 1 to 3 p.m. here at Julio's. It's cold beer and hot and hot sauce tasting. Um, you can go to juliosliquors.com and look under events and find that it's a ten dollar that it's a ten dollar ten dollar gift certificate uh, to attend. Is the ice natty ice or is it? No, I think it's going to be actually cold beer. Cold beer, just yeah. Cold beer. I think it's going to be probably some pretty good local cold beers. That's nice. what they usually do, and hot sauce to grind uh, it down. So you want to get us out of here, Randall? yeah? You know it. So if you're wondering what just happened to your ear holes, it was it's the liquor talking here on WCRN AM eight thirty on your dial. We're going to take a commercial break. We're going to continue live through our uh, Facebook video feed. Correct. And then we'll be back on the other side. So please stay tuned. We'll see you then. All right. I'm going to assume that Joe has us out. Okay. We're not live anymore. Hopefully he's going to tell me that's a correct assumption. All right. That's so what, what are we doing on our, our Facebook live? Yeah, we should just, we should still be on Facebook live. Hopefully we're not on the air too. All right. Let's just say he's in commercial and we're, we're doing that. All right. I, I believe that he's in command and control. All do right. You? So what do we got? Hmm. Let's go with that. Um, do you want to talk? So we went down to Kentucky. So there's a, a bunch of things that we sort of got done. Now, I want to save some of the stuff for on air when we, when we, when we sort of get to it. But I think one of the, um, do you want to talk about what we did at Maker's Mark? Because I think that's sort of interesting. Sure. It's sort of like people I got are, this really cool hat. Randall got a really cool my new hat, favorite at, hat at, at, at Maker's at Mark. Maker's Mark. But um, it no. doesn't fit with the headphones. But we were there to basically work with a Steve, local yeah, guy Ulis. who makes some fantastic uh, barbecue, Steve right. Ulis, and Fireflies in Marlboro. And the point was to go down and make uh, Maker Select, which is a customizable Maker's liquid. Right. Um, you put staves in it and then they, they put it in basically a cave for like three months, four months. Right. To extract the flavor. Yep. And then that change thing gets bottled and it gets sent out. And you uh, and I and Steve kind of custom designed a bourbon whiskey to go with barbecue. His barbecue. His barbecue. Specific. Yeah. So I had, I actually had Steve bring down uh, barbecue sauce and rubs so that we could, uh, when we were doing it down there. So um, but no we bar- filmed no all this and stuff. Barbecue. Yeah. No, no, not. It was a sad one. Yeah. We're going to, we're going to do that part of it too. Yeah. But um, we went and did a, a maker's mark private select that actually goes with his Memphis uh, barbecue sauce and his, uh, the pork rub. And it's, it's, I mean, I was tasting them both together. We hit that one. It's going to be, All right. I think everybody's going to really, really like this. My observation is despite what happens on this show. Yeah. We actually know what we're doing. <laughs> is that where you're going to go? You're right. going to go well, with no, that? Because, because even the people at makers and all the people watching and participating in the whole thing were like, wow, you just nailed it. Like almost off the bat. And it's really a testament to like, it was the way they were portraying. It was like, well, this is something that you just kind of landed on but the way that we've done it over the last years is that we consistently do it over and over again at different distilleries and then people are always like kind of amazed that it isn't like herding cats which a typical tasting or or a blending event would go into these weird areas where people are like 
orating or pontificating about different flavors and their childhood and all this. We had a job to do. We got in there, we got it done and we nailed it in the first one, but then we did a a kind of first, first blush, but you got to check both sides of it and look and make sure that you really dialed it in. And uh, they just verified that we had nailed it on the first try. The funny part about that is, is that um, uh, my rep, Tim Greeley, hates when I keep telling this story, but I'm going to tell it anyways. Okay. Uh, The first time we went down. uh, So basically what you do is you try all the different. They take the staves and they put 10 staves in a barrel and they do that for all the different types of staves. So there's five different staves. And they basically make a, a bourbon that only has that stave in it. The singular stave, stave flavor. Flavor profile, right? So then you mix those up to create your flavor profile. And you can add and subtract how many staves you're going to put in for a total of 10. Um, and you play, with the, you play with the percentages to mimic how many staves you're going to put into the barrel. Am I describing it? Yeah, it's a little good? bit confusing, but... They're going yeah, to I'm make, a, they're gonna make a liquid. Let's say they have a vanilla and they have a mocha flavor. Those mm-hmm. are the well, four, two of the five. They're going to Canadian. make the liquid that's all vanilla, all mocha. And then you blend right. the liquid version of the staves to try and predict, predict what you're what going to do. Back in 30, back in 30. Yeah. So um, the funny part is, is the first time we went to do that, I hit it the first time. I go, I'm done. This is what I want. Yeah. And they're like, no, no. They made me try other ones. And then this time we went in and we discussed it. We had tasted the barbecue sauce. We tasted all the stuff. And I, and I, and we sort of like that. Okay. We're going to do this, this, and this, and we'll work off of that. We wanted to create a basis for what we're going to do. But in our heads, I already knew that we, we were like already thinking about how these things were going to go together. Sure. Sure. As, as, as sure, I can say, we're not on yet. Sure as shit. <laughs> Didn't we like, it, it was. Part of Julio's liquors. Remind Westboro. It's the liquor talking. With Ryan Maloney and Spirits Medium, Randall Bird. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to It's the Liquor Talking, right here on WCRN AM 830. Uh, if you want, you can uh, go to uh, Julio's Liquor's Facebook page, and we have a live feed of this. Um, you can add, also listen to this at a later time. Uh, this, this broadcast becomes a podcast. And wherever you go get your podcast, just look for It's the Liquor Talking and find it. You can get that. A Spotify, uh, Cousin Vinny usually gets this up on Spotify right. within a couple days of the broadcast. So you can listen to it. Uh, you can listen to it in your car. You can also come back and watch it on the Facebook Live because now it becomes, it becomes in the library on the Julio's Liquors Facebook page. And uh, you can follow me at Whiskey Journeyman. No E in whiskey, whiskey journeyman on Instagram. You can follow Randall at the spirits it's medium an exercise and futility <laughs> on Instagram. I didn't, by the way, I never posted something up for Randall, but I was in this really cool story about telling us about, about the makers. Let, let me just give the punchline for our radio listeners. Okay. We do the whole project. We're down there and we're making everything happen at makers mark. Yep. And within uh, four seconds of us doing our first blush, I push back from the table. You can see this on the video when it does release. And I say, well, that's done. We're done. And everyone <laughs> thought that it was like a joke, right? Like that it I was, was playing to the camera, but we had actually nailed it on the first try. If you're wondering what I'm talking about, go back and try and find us on that Facebook live feed. What? And you can hear the whole story about it. But it's, it's really interesting that we've been doing this long enough that in projects that we do, we can dial in very quickly and we're very quick about the process in which we take. 
um, which surprises a lot of people because in the whiskey business, talking and slowness are, are, are <laughs> seem to be, you know, like the, the key keywords. I will say the one other thing I'm going to add on that, you know, like I said, you can go back and listen to it on, a, on our, our podcast and stuff like that. It's the Liquor Talking Podcast on Spotify. But what was great about it is a lot of times when we add that third element in there, we have somebody else that's with us. Um, they can become a hindrance. Yeah, well, Steve, gonna... Steve did totally, totally got where we were going. And he, he got, he, he was able to, uh, you know, give his two cents in, into it and worked with us on that too. So it was, it was, it was different that, that we had a, a third person there, but they just meshed so well because he had a vision too. He he knew he knew that what the what the goal sure. was, and when you walk into it, you know you walk into it as a team, and you have already a goal in mind, and everybody buys into that goal, it 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 does work a lot better. One of my frustrations in most of our travels and most of our dealings with consumers and even the suppliers, the people who make the whiskeys and stuff, is like kind of like act like you've been there before, right? Like act like you've done this before, um, and he just was right there as though he'd done it a million times. He's a chef and, though. So he's used to right, dealing but, with like flavored stuff too. But, so I think but that's you're not it. used to dealing right. with people talking about flavors and trying to get their opinion right. pushed forward. And so uh, it just all came together very quickly. Much of this, I think the surprise of the staff of makers, everybody that was just watching like, this, what's happening. Yeah. Normally we have to kind of like, you know, kind of redirect and then sit down and then tell people that it's their chance to speak and it just right. all, it all happened very quickly. Um, we're going to pull this whole thing together. So people are going to actually see this whole process that we, that we did. So um, we're there's a with video Grant. version of there will the be. maker's experience right. coming out. That's what you're saying. Yeah, there will be. And, and, and sort of our road, how this sort of came about. Well, and, uh, and so I think it's going to be pretty interesting for people to see from the beginning uh, to the completed project. Yeah. So um, keep an eye out for that, 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 it, that it's coming down the pipe probably by, I'm hoping by the end of the summer, we'll have that all put together. Yeah. Because done. we're waiting for the actual we're barrel do the liquid and, and stuff do, like that. Yeah. Tasting and by the way, just so you know, we saw our barrel down there. Um, our, our, our maker's mark lock and key that, that we had sort of pegged into um, now a couple of years ago um, is going to be its sixth release of the same recipe that we've done. And yep. that started out as Codex and has ended up as the Mystery Machine. And this this next one coming out is going to be called the Mystery Machine Rides Again. Right. And that one's going to be coming out uh, probably um, probably this summer, probably in June. So, so keep an eye out for we that. We were in the cave and we visited. And the cave we visited like the whiskey. scene. Yeah. The scene from uh, Jailhouse Rock with Elvis Presley. <laughs> right. Doesn't it? And so oh, when you were okay. visiting the barrel and you walked up, like, no, if you no, look I in the it, cave, it has yeah, like all it. those tiers with the yeah. little backlit panels. And so as you approach the uh, the barrel to take a picture of it, um, like a security guard stepped out and said, no touching. Like I thought it was like, <laughs> is this like a prison situation? You're visiting your long lost barrel except and they're the, like, no, the, touching. No, no touching, no touching. But we were able to do that too, which yeah. was sort of neat that because we never like, you know, we filled them, we've filled them and put them in the cave, Yeah. but we've never got to sort of come back before they were actually bottled and stuff. We're just out of visitation I mean, rights. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't conjugal. It, no, was it? It, just, well, maybe you, not you for you. It was conjugal it, for me, yeah, but okay. anyways. All right. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> um, we have a little time and I don't think you got to, we got a little time before the uh, our half hour break. I don't think that uh, you weren't here. We um, Katrina was here from Starwood 
which is the Australian whiskey company. Right. Um, and we got to try all of their stuff. I have other ones for you to uh, their whole lineup yep. that they do because they do twofold. They do Nova Solera is coming out. Uh, we're going to have that soon. And uh, it's a whole Australian whiskey company and they're all aged in basically Australian red wine barrels. Okay. And, and, it, and it's pretty neat. Um, for those of you who are interested in that, uh, that is also on It's the Liquor Talking, wherever you get your podcast, look for it. It's, uh, it's, it's marked that we were doing Starward. Um, so if you want to go. Starward. Word. word. W-A-R-D. Right. Starward. Now you got me saying it weird. Why are you saying that weird? Queer. Queer. Whip. What whip? What whip? School whip. What? Yes. Um, but I, I did save you some of the bottle of the barrel that we did. Okay. They brought it in for us. Um, we had picked, we had picked the um, geo had sort of pre-picked through a bunch of barrels right. and narrowed it down. And then um, I was able to come in and sort of give final say and, 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 and narrow that down to one, one barrel. This is it. I wanted you to try it. Because this is uh, almost six years old, which is um, so it has the same problem. This is uh, six years old for an Australian whiskey is old because of the climate in Australia. It tends to have a I don't I always hate to use the term rapid aging. It's just how it matures because of the because of the climate. Well, if you really want to rapidly age something, I think just based on what you're saying, you put it into an airport. (laughs) <laughs> because the amount of stress on it would just you know roll the barrel up and so down and just say like 10 it's, years instantly keep changing yeah. gates on you yeah. and then yeah. delays um this is a starwood whiskey this is a single cast this is a 225 liter red wine cask uh cast number 345 um it is uh we this is actually bottle one of three because it was a sample 57.4 this is a second fill american oak uh this is this is the one thing where they do that gets a little funky is that they will say like the twofold is um, a, a grain whiskey, double grain, yeah. but it's not, it's not technically done that way. Cause they're, they're the way they're making it's pot still. This is a wheat whiskey, what you're trying right now. So this is all wheat. This is basically a wheat whiskey, even though they say grain, it's not a grain whiskey it's using, using to break. the terms correctly. This is a wheat whiskey and it's been aged in a red wine cask. Well, if you're wondering what Ryan's talking about, I guess we'll revisit that on the other side of this break. So please stay tuned to It's the Liquor Talking, where we unpack terminology and whiskey around the world. Can we? I think so. All right. All right. This is a short break. Right. So, all right. So you're going to ask the question of the show. Yeah, because I didn't get to it before. Uh, on the last break, because we started talking about Maker's Mark. So I will ask it now. So this is the larceny, larceny uh, question of the show. And the question this week, anybody, I'll read it when we get back on live on the air. We'll but get anybody the that's answer follow- right when you're back on the air, right? Yeah. Okay. And, we'll an- and Randall will answer it. But um, anybody that's on Facebook Live, feel free to uh, give me your answer. So here it is. Okay. And I thought this was good because with Easter coming up and Easter is a very big Bloody Mary holiday. Really? Yeah, because brunch, okay. Easter brunch, right? What mimosas and, and Bloody Marys are like, dude, you can, we've talked about this I before. I feel like Easter a, is very much a kid's holiday and a Bloody Mary is very much. 
Yeah, that's how you get through the kids' holiday. Okay, all right. <laughs> Trust me on this one, Randall. How you get through an Easter egg hunt is drinking Bloody Marys. Okay. Or mimosas, mimosas, but I like Bloody Marys. All right, so the question is, a Bloody Bull is a variation on the Bloody Mary that also includes, you ready? A, sangrita, B, clam juice, C, beef broth. 30 seconds to your thing, music. C, beef broth, or D, endive. I'll repeat it. The Bloody Mary is a variation. Uh, the Bloody, Bloody, Bloody Bull, Bull is a variation on the Bloody Mary that also includes Oof. sangrita, clam juice, beef broth, or endive. All right. And we'll answer this once we're back, well, on, the we're back on the show. I also like, by the way, I, also like, I have no idea what this is, by the way. I, I know. But do you, do you have you ever done like I do a ton of variations on the Bloody Mary I don't. myself? No, I'll tell you a bunch of, of variations that that I sort of do. I'm worried about the garnishes on the Bloody Mary. But, but yeah. they'll tell you it's the liquor talking with Ryan Maloney and spirits medium Randall Bird. Live in the Jim Beam Cold Storage Studio at Julio's Liquors, Route 9 in Westboro. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to It's the Liquor Talking right here on WCRN AM 830. Um, While we were on commercial break, I we read, posed a question that we're going to reread and then answer now on the air. Okay. Uh, if you want to watch us on Facebook Live, go to Julia's Liquors Facebook page. You want to know information about Julia's Liquors, go to juliasliquors.com. Okay. And if you want to know about the question, the, the larceny question of the show, it is a bloody bull is a variation on the Bloody Mary that also includes A, sangrita, B, clam juice, C, beef broth, or D, endive. Now, if okay. anybody wants to answer that on 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 the, uh, so I'm going to go through like my process because we have a couple I'm answers on on Facebook. Completely Live. out of my element on this one. One uh, cocktails and just like drinks, not really my thing. Yeah. But, um, as I was saying over the break, I'm really fascinated with the garnishes for a Bloody uh, Mary Bloody can Mary. be it can be an entire meal exactly in a glass, and it is with me like a full hamburger or a full taco <laughs> on, on top. top. Yeah, yeah, that's the really the point of the Bloody Mary for me. But I'm going to say that my answer, if we're ready to yes, I am reveal, ready. is going to be beef broth because that's the only reason I can figure out that the bull is in there. Okay, and I'm going to go with I believe it's C beef broth. C is beef broth, making it a bloody bull. Now. Uh, we had a couple of people answered. Uh, uh, Francis Smith uh, answered clam juice, uh, but which is a variation on a Bloody Mary. Um, but I think that is called something else. Maybe else. At the, I can think of something. Is it a Bloody Caesar? I don't know. Something like that. But, but Yes. But that is um, that. You are correct, sir. It is beef broth. The Bloody Bull is a robust approach to the Bloody Mary. Incorporates hearty beef broth into the drink. Another variation on the Bloody Mary, which is I, which I was going to mention, is the Bloody Maria using tequila yeah. instead of vodka. Yep. And the Sangrita, a spicy orange tomato uh, lime Tabasco concoction in place of the tomato juice right. is another variation. That's a Sangrita, which is sort of a variation of Bloody Mary. I also like to do, and there's a couple different things. Um, one is Use instead of instead of vodka, use aquavit, which is like Norwegian, that Denmark, that sort of area. Get an aquavit because right. it's caraway seed flavored, and it goes great in a bloody in a Bloody Mary. Right. So that that's one. 
And the other one I, that I like to do, I call it uh, Bloody Mary Queen of Scots. Yeah. And I like to use a smoky uh, uh, Isla, sink, whiskey. Isla whiskey. Yeah. Smoky Isla whiskey, which is gives it that. As the alcohol base. Yes. So those are my variations. And then the great thing about a Bloody Mary is like you make a Bloody Mary bar. And you put all these, like, like you said, you put all the yeah. garnishes out there and let people make a Bloody Mary and then add whatever they want. The last big Bloody Mary that I made was for uh, Super Bowl. And it was called Game Day because it was garnished with only game meat. <laughs> on huge skewers so you had like like i could venison, actually post like a picture on my instagram this would be perfect why wouldn't you that. post a picture on your instagram but that like would be i perfect. said that's not gonna happen post it on your instagram not glad that by the way is the spirits medium on instagram yeah i'm gonna keep giving it out so you get so many followers and yet have never put and never there's people there's plenty of people following you but you'll have no way no. it's like the it's like what's that the slowest drip in the world yeah is that you have it's, a video it's, i think camera. that's what you're, that's what is you're that watching Randall? is like where they're waiting that every 15 years a droplet falls off or well, whatever it is some ridiculous amount of time i will also put out that fire and ice festival because there's hot sauces that and a lot of people put hot sauce in their bloody marys is uh cold beer and hot sauces saturday may 21st from one to three ten dollar gift card will get you admission because we're only limiting it to 150 people to come to that there'll be like 25 or so tables right that you can go and it's, it's it'll, it'll be a good time as well how hot is the hot sauce is this one oh there's some of this yeah well there is we will probably have you sign a waiver because people do they tend to do really stupid 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 things um you want to try a, you want to try another barrel selection yeah all right this is um why don't we try this one this is a, a luxuro product this is actually rebel you know rebel uh rebel bourbon this is a weeder yeah. This is a weeder. This is a single barrel that was booked. booked. Uh, this comes out, I think, as 113 proof. You'll be trying a cast strength version of it today right. since it's the barrel sample. Um, and I just, I'll just have you try it. That way you can sort of see what you think. By the way, we never we never got to. What did you think of this, of the Starwood? I liked it. Um, it definitely very- has like the, the red wine barrels tend to give it almost like a dryness that I find in the wine. Yeah. Um, but with also like a little bit more of a fruitiness or that wine flavor. I really so like this one. And this it was one, good. You know what? You know what's great about that whiskey? Um, it, well, first of all, it's going to be called the Wonder. That one's going to be called the Wonder, the Wonder from Down Under. Yeah. <laughs> and that one's that will be coming out. It's, but it's very, it's very. Um, there's a lot of concentrations of flavors in that one. So even if you add a couple of drops of, of water to that, it just explodes with flavor. And what I really like about it is it's going to be like sixty dollars. Yeah. It's going to be very. It's a very affordable. Yeah. Um, um, world whiskey because yeah, we're getting into in more world day, whiskey this, stuff, yeah, and, right? and what i was saying before the break was that you know people are applying terminology like single malt which was definitely a designation for scotland yeah and they'll apply it to american single malts which it, single in scotland means from a single distillery and malt means 100 percent malted barley but when you get to westland or you know virginia distilling and they're doing their single malt. The, the term doesn't, it's really malt whiskey, but we've applied something so that people make it easy to understand. So right. when they say in, in um, Australia that it's a grain whiskey, right? grain whiskey is also a Scottish terminology that means anything other than 100% malted barley, but people are using it to designate and not say. But like, usually done in a column still too. So it's, an, yeah, it can be, it, but it there's, doesn't no, have there's to be, no but, law that says that, but it's usually associated a more with of, um, efficient process that can make whiskey faster 
in Scotland than the, the pot mm-hmm. still of the single malt. So, but you're saying that Star Wars using pot stills and then crossing over to the grain whiskey category, which would be kind of antithetical in Scotland. Right. But now they're using that terminology. And here in the United States, we would call this a wheat whiskey because it's at least 51% wheat it's so all, it's all it's pretty right, much but, all wheat. but right, i'm exactly. saying that that's no, no, like so right. it becomes confusing because each of the kind of standards or the acceptable ways that you term whiskey around the world depending on what's hot and popular they tend to kind of mirror that so they can ride in on the marketing and the coattails right. of that success but it really leads, I think, to more confusion to people because they're trying to figure out what you're actually talking about. No, and you're right. And I think that we were talking about the marketing. Katrina was here from uh, Star Wars. We were talking about it. And I think the marketing on the the wonder for us is the wonder is wheat. Yep. We're gonna we, we're actually going to push the fact that it's a wheat whiskey because we did bourbons and wheat and when I think most people would actually like wheat whiskey, if they actually gave that as a shot rather than just go weeded bourbons, because wheat whiskey has everything they like about weeded bourbons, like to the nth degree, yeah. that wheat component is, is if you just make a whiskey with it is fantastic. Yeah. I love wheat whiskeys. They're very misunderstood and they're very delicious, but why are you saying it? Wheat. Say cool. Yeah, cool. Yeah, we'll get into that later. So, anyways, um, this is this one here is a weeded bourbon. This is going to be Rebel, uh, and that means it's fifty-one percent corn, minimally. Yes, and then there's the next, a large percentage. The next grain that there's a larger percentage of is be, wheat. Is wheat so, so different from a wheat whiskey, but a weeded bourbon? Yeah. So, did you try this one? What I did. Think of this one. I was sipping on it while you were talking. Mm-hmm, I figured. It just made it easier to listen to you. <laughs> Alcohol. Makes yep. it easier to listen to me. Yep. All right. Thanks, buddy. We all have our coping mechanisms. Right? That's right. What do you think of this one? Delicious. Um, you got a little bit more edges on this than the um, the wheat whiskey. Right. Um, and that's because it's just, as a bourbon, has a little bit more of that wood spice, a little bit more of that robustness. And the wheat is kind of, to me, always like a silkier kind of more smoother, on the creamier. Yeah. And like this one has like some sparkles or some kind of zings or... Yeah, well, right now you're trying that at 123, right? Which so, is going to do a little bit of that. This one actually is called 86. Really? So yeah, because yeah. well, well, I, I it's going to bury you. <laughs> well, yes, it's sort of like it's 86. It's no longer on the menu because we took it all. Yeah, but it was okay. barrel number 86, so it just okay. sort of made sense. All right. But this is uh, Rebel, the Rebel that this will be coming out, I think, in the fall. Yeah. Um, we should be getting this. Well, Luxro is so. doing a, a pretty fantastic mm, uh, they job. Are. They've expanded and they've purchased a lot of MGP, uh, the actual distillery. They actually so, they purchased the whole distillery. So you're going to yeah. see a lot of stuff, you know, coming coming from them and coming out of there uh, with some different labels and some different, you know, things going on with it. And I think it's going to be, I think, it, you know, they set so themselves Luxro up. Luxro has Rebel. Have, like I'm trying to think of some of the other ones. Uh, uh, Ezra, Ezra Brooks, Brooks yeah. was theirs. And there's uh, a couple other names like yeah, they Doc have, or something. Or yeah, something. they have a couple other names. So actually, I should probably get their whole entire list of stuff that they got. Yeah. We, we're they are a brand on. to be watching in the future. I think so. And well, you're going to get all this see that everything's in now. place. Yeah, they get all this whiskey to deal with now. I mean, yeah. it's really good. We just did. We just did. Um, Randall, you you were away, but we actually did on with on Wednesday and did it be uh, <laughs> Ryan's high rye roundup, which is all high rye bourbons. 
yeah. um, that we did. And the funny you, part, you what, did not wear a cowboy hat. I did not. I okay. did not wear a cowboy hat. I was thinking about it though. Yeah, I know. Uh, I know you were. But the funny part is, uh, we did a lot of the same match bills, and they were all from MGP. Yeah, because some of them were sourced, and it was amazing. I think everybody found, and that's where it ended up being. Actually, uh, uh, brought it all together that way, and did all, like what, like five five MGP products that right. were all the same match bill, just to show people that How even though they're coming out of the same place, the differences that they'll have. Yeah. And uh, it was it was great. We did I'm um, kind of squinting over. Well, did redemption? We did redemption. Redemption three. We did three cord. Templin dice yep. out of Nevada. And then uh, Bell Mead, which is a Bell which Mead, was yeah. the only blended sort of like small batch that we did. Yeah. And then uh, we we did the uh, we did one of your favorites. Uh, one minute to break. Favorites, one minute. The okay. cop, copper and cask. Uh, the Borough Brothers. Oh yeah, which yeah. was the same. Thirty six percent rye. Yep. Uh, high rye. That's what they all yeah. were. And then we did the. Um, we're going to try that when we. Uh, we're going to try that today. I think, uh, I think we'll do that during the break. I'm going to have you try a couple of the, uh, cause we visited there when we were in Kentucky is rabbit hole. Yeah. And, uh, you want to hear a little bit of story and stuff about rabbit hole, uh, get the podcast. Uh, it's like tracking podcast or follow us on Facebook live. You want to take, well, let's take a commercial break from sure. it's the liquor talking here on WCRN AM eight 30 on your dial. Please stay tuned. We'll be back with more and continue with the video. feed. All right. So we the other place we went down to when we went down, we were down in Kentucky. We had a great meeting. Uh so Maker's Mark. Yeah, well, we went to Rabbit Hole. We had a meeting at Rabbit Hole. Yeah, yep. Uh with with uh Cave, who's a fantastic, he's the owner and sort of whiskey guy that you know this is it. Rabbit Hole is his, his vision. Head. This came out right, yeah, and yeah. it was his vision the of how to do distillery. And it was, uh, if I understood his telling the story correctly, um, when he was in discussions with the product with his wife, he was going down a rabbit hole financially and uh, making a distillery that was like kind of a little bit outside of the typical box. And that was part of the whole reason for the branding of the name Rabbit Hole because it was going down this like deep dive in a way that people weren't knowing how it was going to end up, but it was just turned up to be hugely successful. The distillery, I think lead certified, uh, just yeah. a fantastic new look at how you can do a distillery. You know, you and I had this great meeting with him. We talked about a bunch of different things. We get to see his state of the art, basically uh, distillery, which is in the new Lou section. I think it was called like the Soho area of Louisville. It's the, the new Lou section uh, down in Louisville, which is, is really cool. This whole thing, it, it reminded me of an Escher, uh, Escher. Uh, print. We're, uh, uh, print. We're, we're going up and down on the... We're they're going stairways, up and down on the, they're climbing, stairways, crisscross. they're climbing, oh, crisscrossing. We got yeah, oh, we got an echo. Hold on. You're going to tell us something? No. Okay. Okay, so we probably... So we visited the distillery, had a great conversation, and you're holding in your hand a bottle of rabbit. Oh. Rabbit hole. The, this is the Heingold, which is which is really neat because this is their high rye. It's seventy percent corn, twenty five percent malted rye, okay, which is a little different, and and five percent of malted barley. So even though this is their high rye, it's a malted rye that they're doing. And you and I enjoyed this when we were down there, but I thought we we, we would uh, retry it anyways. I love this one. This was, I think this is one of my favorites that we tried all day because we had different variations. It was some really cool stuff. He had a Mizanara. He, he dug into like his vault. We get to try some yeah. Mizanara cast stuff that he did some 13, 
Was it 13 year old or 14? Uh, it was up there. Oh, 15. It was no, it was 15. put in when the distillery was right. Built. So it was 15 years old. Um, just some other stuff that he had put put together. We 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 got we went down the rabbit hole with him. It was like the freaking Mad Hatter. We were we were all in there and, and putting some stuff together. But this, I thought of the. Um, he has basically four core whiskeys that he's offering. I yeah. really do like this Heingold. This is their 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 heavily ride or their high ride yeah. bourbon. What do you but think? But it's a different approach, and it yeah. has a note that like kind of lingers on your palate that it doesn't taste like coffee, but I associate with coffee. Yeah. Just kind of a richness that. to that. There is a richness to it. Um, rabbit hole has a different look. It has a different style. The mash bills are, are different. I didn't try one whiskey that I, that I was sort of like at all. Turned they were all on. great. They were all really, yeah. really good. So when you see this stuff out there, um, I would suggest getting a bottle of it because I think this is going to be one of those, one of those distilleries that is going to be sort of sought after. And we sort of like label them down, right? I, when I look over the the vast array of like the sort of the new kids on the block type type thing, yeah, I see like you know Wilderness Trail, uh, Old Elk is stuff that Craig Metz is doing, uh, Rabbit yeah, Hole, because, yep. yeah, Rabbit Hole is in that in in that realm because they're sort of like groundbreaking. They're doing their own stuff, they're making their own whiskey, and I see some really cool things coming out of there. They've wow. transcended the craft category in the sense that they're they're kind of big powerhouse yeah. distilleries, but their twist or their interpretation all fits within the traditional laws and the, the requisite requirements for making bourbons and other whiskeys that they're making, but they're bringing something new to the table. And even the look, when we were talking to Kabe, we were, we were kind of getting into a little bit of a conversation about how perceptually did it hurt him to have this kind of newish approach to whiskey. Um, it's not that he's doing anything weird or wrong or, or not right. good, but does this, was this off-putting? And he said that when he first built the distillery, people were kind of like critical that he was, it was, uh, style over substance. But now that after people have been there, had the experience, tasted it, they're realizing that the substance is all there as well. So yep. it, you can be stylish and substance. You don't have to do it the old school way that every, you know, some right. guys polishing the still and right. I think it was really, I thought it was really, the next one you're going to try um, that I, I brought for us to try today is their PX finished yeah. bourbon. And this is a uh, 68 corn, 18 wheat. So this is a weeder. Yeah. 14% malted barley. And, and then, um, then with the PX, then yeah. on PX. And just a real nice sweet note right off the first blush. And just a. This is a little bit more nice, expensive because soft, they don't make as much yeah. of this one stuff, but, but um this is such a beautiful whiskey yep. um, that if you know, coming back in 15, 15 seconds, come back. I, I, if you, if you're not even sure you're coming like back in whiskey, 15, that you like whiskey, this is one I would, I definitely would recommend. Yep. Uh, you, you, you definitely try every person that I think I've tried on this so far has bought a bottle of it. It's just, it's one of those type of things. And Rabbit we have some hole. of these open. So they know not what they say. Live from the Jim Beam Cold Storage Studio in the heart of Julio's Liquors, Route 9 in Westboro, it's the Liquor Talking with your hosts, Ryan Maloney and Spirits Medium, Randall Bird. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to It's the Liquor Talking right here on WCRN AM 830. And we're also simulcasting on the Facebook page of Julio's Liquors. You can also check this out in a day or so on wherever you get um, wherever you get your podcasts. 
Spotify would be a great one. We're on there under It's the Liquor Talking. Um, I wanted to get, we have a couple other things I think I might say, but I wanted to get to some of the other stuff. Uh, Jennifer gave me a uh, an article that I thought was pretty interesting. So let's do the Gen Files. The Gen Files. So basically, these are things that Jennifer finds so she thinks they'd be pretty interesting for us to read on the show. Bring that down. And um, how much gold is actually in Goldschlager? <laughs> How much you, regret is in well, well, Schlager's there's a lot of regret. That's without without saying. You know what's sort of funny is this article really just came out, right? And it's like, when's the we Who, sell gold when Schlager, was gold Schlager when, relevant? Yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, well, Eighty three. No. So we're gonna bring back. We're gonna write an article about gold Schlager to bring it back because now we know there's how much gold is in a bottle. So. Right. Uh, let me go down the a sugary sweet uh, cinnamon liqueur, which was popular and peaked in the 1990s. Yeah, that's about was right. Was it 90s? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Known for its titular ingredient, flake gold. Uh, Swiss gold slagger was Diageo owned in the 90s. Uh, I'm just going to go down there. Uh, they made a gold slagger 107. Um, there was a time where we were consist- constantly doing shots of gold slagger. He says, calling New York City the city of gold slagger at the time. Oh, that's nice for you, sir. Um, but the more of, of this, the question that was asked was how much gold is in there? The answer may be less than you think. Oh, no, I'm thinking pretty. <laughs> no, I don't think it could be. Based York, on the price point of the bottle. Yeah. Uh, New York-based gold refinery, Manhattan Gold. So measure the gold content of the liquor in 2010, extracting roughly 0.01 grams of the precious metal. According to the number Zero. of gold value calculators, the weight is worth less than one U.S. dollar, 62 cents to be exact. That means the gold accounts for a near negligible portion of the average you know, price tag of the schnapps. Right. So the answer is 0. <laughs> 0.0. 0.01. Yeah. <laughs> so... I would uh, I would have thought that, that was high actually. No, I right, right. You know what it looks like. You know what I mean, if you touch if you've ever well, touched you can gold buy leaf. gold leaf and then put it on chocolate and like right. carefully apply it, it and it's it's gossamer. I mean it's like literally it's, almost it's, it blows away exist. if you don't yeah. yeah it's, it's, so oh, gossamer the, wings are using uh, but it's just uh it's um so lightweight in and inexpensive to buy in leaf. Right, I can't. Imagine I can imagine. This. Right, I'm like people, are like, oh my god, we're drinking all this gold. Like people, sure. I've must have consumed a gold brick. That's how much gold slagger. No one brags about that anymore. Right. <laughs> just, just in case anyone was wondering, don't even mention gold slagger. That's right. So I, you're trying to bring it back, I think. Well, this article is, but I love the fact that like this Stop article comes out right. Fetch stick, Gretchen. But they, well, they yes. Stop trying, <laughs> trying to bring to make, it back. And try to make fetch stick. a word. Yeah. Um. The the fact that I lo- I love that the answer was known in 2010. <laughs> we knew the answer. It's like oh, but, you know, years after you know can the, I, the 90s trend boomed. We're like, let's get to the bottom of this. Can I can I say that this is one of those articles that that pops up? They go like, this was um, the inspiration for this article was the inside cap of a Snapple bottle. 
you know, the Snapple bottle, if you open up the cap, is it like an interesting fact in there? Like I just, I had a Snapple the other day and the interesting fact is that owls are the only bird that can see the color blue. Right. This, this sounds to me like somebody went, they had a Snapple bottle, they opened it up and said, there is only zero one amount of gold in ghost. Like I said, all right, you know what? Stretch that. Let's make an article, article? get that published. I had to do a 500 word article coming up. So I will do that now. That's what it, that's what it seemed to me. What am I going to write about? What am I going to write about while you're drinking your Snapple bottle? And then you go, oh. (laughs) Oh, thank you, Snapple. Thank you, Snapple people. Um, I thought because it was Easter and we would sort of figure this out is, I don't know why, but um, Christmas. Cream liqueur. I thought we would do. We could, you want to do this as the yay or nay? Sure. Done I don't a yay know or what nay it is, but yeah. It sounds Are like you it. with me? Yay or nay? Which one means yes? Yay. Yeah! Angel and I have pulled bottles off the shelf and we go and try them every once in a while to see if they're any good. So you tell may or may not have to. Yeah. We'll give you the answer. So from the name, I'm going to predict that this is a cream type liqueur. It is a cream liqueur, and it's made with aged Barbados rum, cream, vanilla, and coffee. So off the nose, it looks like you're drinking chocolate milk. It does. Well, off the sight, it looks like you're drinking. I, the smell doesn't. I think the smell has some of those. You're getting that, some more of the trop, vanilla. vanilla and sort of the creamy. Yeah? No? All right. Well, I'm going to try this one. This is... Uh, like thirty nine ninety nine. This is what I like about this. This is actually from like Foursquare. Like they use good rum in this. Yeah. So it's not like waved over the top, you know. If a cream vanilla no. forward rum made from that, Barbados sounds yeah, but, like it's something you like, I think this gets the spot. This is delicious. This is really good. I like this a lot. Okay. Wait a minute. I might have tipped my hat on that one. <laughs> so you're a nay, obviously. <laughs> Randa, what say you? Yay or nay? Yay. Yay. I like truth in packaging and advertising. Yes. I like a good price point. And then does it deliver on all these things if that's something you wanted? Yes. This is a Foursquare rum distillery product. And Foursquare is a very well-known, not as well-known. It's more well-known in people who actually like really good rums. Rums, they make fantastic rums. They're starting to like. Chrisma, C-R-I-S-M-A, cream liqueur. They use, you can tell that they use really good rum in this, which is great. You can taste the rum. The other, all adds to it. The cream, the vanilla, the coffee, all, all brings us to a, a, a crescendo of flavor. This is really good. This, is, this would be a really good one to have on its own or with coffee for Easter. So I'm always looking sure. for some. I'm always looking for different reasons when the when the relatives come over to pour something myself, <laughs> something else, and I could get away with this one because you know everybody will love something like this. I think. What do you, and I will also give this if you haven't figured it out yet. I will also give this a yay. Yay. Audience, what what say you? Audience if you gives want it a yay. The non-alcoholic equivalent of this. You get mm-hmm. the protein power that's chocolate flavored with vanilla and put it in a whole milk. No, but this got a little bit of that uh, coffee. Telling. I don't think I, I, I think wait, let me write this down. Randall is wrong. Yep. I just don't want to forget that. What do you mean? It's always okay. like, according well, to I you, know, it's, it's, it's regular <laughs> thing. I'm not the only one. Yeah. <laughs> I really like that one. I think that would be, that's a uh, good one to put on your table. 
I think for this Easter is what people are looking for. Anytime uh, people this are getting is going to be a great product. Yeah, I like that. I like doing some of these other creams that aren't necessarily the big boys. Right. Oh yeah. Too, no, like, I because I think there's so many really good ones out there. So outside of the big names, there are many, many good ones, including uh, one of my favorite Scottish ones. Uh, wrote what's the is it like uh, Amber Ambrose? Miniature oh, break. They don't have that. Yeah, that one doesn't even no that is even available anymore. Okay. That's how old you are. There's an Irish one. There's. Yeah. Hey, I want you to try one more thing since we got like one minute. And we're going to do something funky with this, but I figured we would finish as you're going to finish your meal or whatever with coffee or maybe that cream. This is uh, coming us from the great people at um, Virginia Distilling. Okay. And this is aged in a coffee barrel. Yeah. Um, it's right there. Yeah. Right on the nose. This is going to be coming out. I don't want to give too much away on this, but we are going to use this as a mechanism to raise money for charity. Um, because there's not a lot of this. We can't get a lot of it. I think it's actually quite nice. It's in that, you know. So this advanced preview is a little bit of a wake-up call, a little bit of an eye-opener. Mm-hmm. A little bit of an eye-opener. Now, it was aged in a coffee bell, and I think you can taste it. You don't really like coffee, so maybe I'm talking. Anyways, we're all done with the, the show for today yeah. anyways. Why don't you Thanks get us out of here? for listening to It's the Liquor Talking and all the things that happen on the show, which are repeatable throughout the week and also on podcast and Facebook live feed. Thank you again. This is Ryan and Randall signing off. Hey, don't forget to listen to us after Highway Power every weekday. Bye, everybody.